gentlemen, welcome back into the studio for another episode of the Grand Ole Podcast. Today, it's a beautiful Thursday, September 22nd, 2022, and I am so happy uh, to see you all here today. Uh, and on behalf of the Grand Ole Podcast and Tread Media, it is so good to have you all here today for episode number 37 of the GOP. Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. If you have ever wanted to make a podcast, you can do so using Anchor. It's free and easy to use, and you can download the free Anchor app on the Apple iTunes Store or your Google Play Store. Or you can go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Most people, when I get done with that ad read, they're like, dude, that's bullshit. You don't want to hear my podcast. And I think, no, I do, because this is one of the coolest things that we have access to here and anybody has really access to it. If you have access to internet and a little bit of technology, it's as simple as talking through the microphone on your phone or your computer, right? Um, it's one of those things where podcasting is not only you're using, you're, you're exercising your rights, but you are gaining in, in your IQ. You are gaining in knowledge because you are having those conversations that some people aren't willing to have or some people just won't ever have because they're not put on a situation where they are here and have the access to be on a microphone. So today, that is kind of what I'm going to be focusing on here for the first couple of minutes. Uh, and, and, and I have a lot of explaining to do, and I have a lot of a lot to do, just to put it in, in, in the most simple terms possible. Most people who have been following this podcast since the very beginning, which was November of 2020, uh, it was in the middle of the COVID pandemic, kind of toward the tail end of when it really was getting you know, serious. Uh, it was after isolation, granted, but there was a lot of different things going on. I was a junior in high school, and I was fed up with the way that our political system was going in this country. I was fed up with the ideas that were being submitted to myself and my peers. I was flat out done with being lied to uh, by the public school system. So in, in 2020, I started this very podcast, and that is exactly what you are listening to today. When I started this podcast, I was 15 years old. I am now 18 years old. I am now an adult, and my perspectives have changed almost completely. Things that I thought were relevant at the age of 15 when starting this podcast now are things that I laugh at because they are just so immature and stupid, right? Different laws, different policy, the way I think about money, the way I think about life in general, it's all different. And to hold somebody accountable for something that they said when they were 15 years old, in my opinion, just simply isn't right. Now, some of you know exactly where I'm going with that, but most of you have absolutely no idea whatsoever. Today I will be telling a story. Today I will be telling a life story from yours truly. The last eight months of my life have been filled with a lot. From everything from getting canceled, well, attempted, to family loss, to mental health problems, to hard transitions, you name it. I I've been through it this year. Now granted, I'm not going to take my time here on this, this pedestal that I'm, I'm standing on and sitting on, and I'm not going to take the time here on this platform that I have to tell you all about a pity party situation and how, oh my gosh, pity me, 
you know, I'm dealing with all this really hard stuff right now. Poor me, cry me a river, all that. No, absolutely not. That's not the point of that at all. That's, this is not the point of this episode. What I am trying to say to you all is the importance of mental health is bigger than you'll ever know. The importance of what makes you, you. How you intake your information and how you talk to people, it's bigger than you'll ever know. How you manage your time. How you think of time. Do you take advantage of your time? Do you take your time for granted? Whether that's with other people, whether that's with yourself, whether that's for school, whether that's for work, it doesn't matter what I'm talking about. Do you take your time for granted or do you take it to the advantages that have been laid out for you? There's a lot of ways that you can go with that. A lot of people are probably raising the brow right now, like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, you're going to find out. The last eight months have been nothing but hell. Like I said, I've already given you the plethora of reasons as to why. Less than 1% of people who tune into this podcast know who I am personally. The rest of you have absolutely no idea about the last eight months. Or if you do, well, then uh, you know exactly where this is going. So good job. You're ahead of things. A lot of people know me as the kid who isn't going to take a lot of shit from people. A lot of people know me as the kid who, if somebody says something that pisses me off, I'll confront them about it, but not only will I confront them about it, but I will try to resolve that conflict as soon as possible. I'm not a dirtbag. I'm not a scumbag. I'm not an asshole. I'm just simply a guy who's living one day at a time, one step at a time here on this planet, just like everybody else. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me, and I don't think anybody should give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. I know people have insecurities, and that's fine, and I'm not telling you that if your insecurities don't matter, they might matter to you, they might shape your life, that's fine. But to me, it's just one more thing. I don't care what people think. I think that's why I have such a great mind for podcasting and content creating as a whole, because this business, this industry, this hobby, this job, whatever you want to call it, It'll chew you up and spit you out, and you have to be ready for it. I thought I was ready for it for the longest time. Being a political podcaster is harder than I think a lot of people make it out to be. Your opinions are on the line 24-7. You're vulnerable. It's not a lot of fun. But I do it because I exercise my right to do it. I do it because these are my opinions, and my opinions are who I am, and my opinions are important to me. Enough said. It's as simple as... There's been a lot of people coming after me in these last eight months about a lot of different things, by the way. A lot of different things. Everything from trying to cancel me, to trying calling me bigotory or racist or transphobic or homophobic or anything you want to say. Any bad word that you can possibly label somebody. A Nazi. Gotten that one more than a thousand times. From those things to death threats. Go hang yourself. Go kill yourself. Go jump off a bridge. Those negative things, they've all been combined into one. But you know what I've also gotten? I've also gotten a lot. And when I mean a lot, I mean a fuck ton of support. And it, it has meant the world to me. And it has meant the absolute world to me. Now, I sit here today talking to you all. Um, after about six months of being away from this microphone, that leave of absence, if you will, or hiatus, however you want to call it, was kind of self-inflicting, but it was also kind of mandatory. 
there has been a lot of really good people to me here at Anchor and Spotify. And after talking with Tread Media, with, with my whole team at Tread Media, as well as a couple people close to me, I, I kind of just knew that it was probably time to step away from the microphone for a little bit to kind of let the, the water die down and, and to kind of just let uh, the, uh, the old sleeping dog lie. I, I think that that just, I, I think it was time to just take a break, to recoup, and I'm proud to say, and again, I already brought it up in this episode, but you know, in, in 2021 and most of this year, 2022, I did a lot less talking and a lot more listening. I didn't have a lot of, of podcasts that were released in 2021 because that's what I did. I, I listened more than I talked, and I was so much better for it. My God, I was so much better for it. But it didn't come easy. Absolutely not. It did not come easy. So six months ago, I, when, I, when, I, when I decided to take a break, I made a list to myself that I could look upon today when the time was right to come back to podcasting. I have been thinking about this moment for eight months. There is nothing more on this planet that I enjoy doing than this right here couple things tie it and get close to it, but nothing comes close to podcasting. What podcasting has done for me is it has built my, my, my social perspective. It has built my communications up through the roof. And again, being sponsored by Anchor for me is such a big deal because I know that podcasting can be life-changing for some people. How we communicate can seriously be dictated on how much we talk. Whether it's in a microphone, whether it's to somebody else, there's always room for improvement. I pride myself on my social skills and my communication skills. That's why podcasting has always been something that I have been gravitated towards ever since, by the way, I was like 12 or 13 years old. So to put it simply, where was I? Talking about the last eight months of my life. With all of those threats, all of the bad things said, what happened? What happened? So again, summer of 2021, I'm reached out to by parents inside of my school district because they feel like their kids are being treated unfairly in the classroom because of their conservative point of views. And they also feel like their kids are being indoctrinated with leftist ideology in a public school, classroom setting. Now, this isn't, I think, a new uh, idea. Sorry, guys, I bumped the mic there. I don't think this is a new idea. I think this has been something that's been very relevant since the 1970s. But in the classroom, it has been controlled by liberal ideology for quite some time. And I know that. And again, I've already talked about this, but I, I, I want to emphasize how important this part of the story is because most people will just shut the podcast off here. They'll go to Twitter, like the keyboard warriors that they are, and they'll say, boom, I knew it. Parents wanted him to start this. And what did they want me to start exactly? Glad you asked. Turning Point USA chapter at my school. That's what this whole thing, Last eight months, the whole thing, that's what it has been about exclusively. My involvement with Turning Point USA. 
Now, I want to make a short disclaimer right here before I get talking about TPUSA. Before I talk about anything else, any other personal stories. If you're an opposer and you want to go type that tweet right now because blood's running through your body at 100 miles an hour, just know this. The Grano Podcast does not associate with Turning Point USA. I myself, the host, Lucas, I might associate with Turning Point USA. Not anymore, but I did in high school. But right now, absolutely not. Not on this podcast. No. The Grano Podcast, Turning Point USA, two separate things. I want everybody to be aware of this before I, I continue on with this story. So June comes. I'm reached out to by parents. I set up a meeting with the regional Turning Point USA representative who her and I became very good friends. And I'm not going to name call her on here, but she's awesome. And if you're listening, hello. Uh, I don't, she probably is, but I, I don't know. So nonetheless, we get connected. We start talking about how it would benefit my school district as a whole to have Turning Point within the district. And I was bringing up some very good points. The district that I had spent an exorbitant amount of time in, the district I had grown up in, the district I had pretty much become a human in, again, I've already been over this, I know, was going extremely left. And I was really tired of it. So meeting was good, and she decided she was going to grant us the chapter opportunity. So I, I signed the chapter charter agreement with a couple of my buddies who were, were in it with me. Uh, we had four girls and five guys, nine members in total. We had eight officer members. Uh, and, and from that point on, the, the next thing to do was to be getting it approved by uh, the school and the administration and the school board. Well, that sounds easy, right? It, it sounds almost too easy. It, it really does. And my God, I wish it was because <laughs> it was anything but that. Now, the next 10 minutes of this might not make a lot of sense to people who don't and maybe aren't aware of how school boards work. Just think of a school board as a mini Congress. They have to vote. Uh, actually, no, 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 don't think, think of it as a, like a Supreme Court. You know, you've got your justices. They all have their own ideas, right? And they vote on certain things, verdicts or if you will, whatever, inside of the school district. And the majority of the votes toward one topic or the other, that will win. So that's kind of where we stand. I wasn't really sure exactly where to go with this. I got in contact with our principal at our school, and that was the first step for me to do was to get in contact with him to try and start to get the ball rolling on this process of getting this club approved, which was Turning Point USA. So go and have a meeting with the principal. And it goes kind of how I thought it was going to go, right? I, I, I thought he was going to be kind of against it, and he kind of was, right? He was, he was providing some examples as to why this wasn't something that was going to work. But in the end, after about a 20-minute meeting, regardless of whatever was said, because that's between him and I, and I'm not going to go ahead. And by the way, if, if, if Mr. Woods is listening right now, and I'll name drop him just because he is a great guy. Uh, absolute great guy. Principal of the school, Mr. Woods, great guy. Um, him and I, we really were getting along at the end of the year. And at graduation, uh, hugged him and, and, I, and I thanked him for everything that he has done for me. And uh, he, he does a lot with that school. And he has an absolute, he is no way involved with Turning Point at all. He, the only thing he had to do was sign one paper. Um, 
So again, and, and he was always really good to me. So, so I appreciate him if he is listening to this. Um, so nonetheless, though, the meeting goes pretty good. We get that, that agreement signed. The only thing that it has to be signed by is the superintendent to go in front of the board. However, we were missing a couple documents. We were missing a couple things that were required of clubs if they wanted to get presented uh, through the, quote, agenda of that board meeting uh, to the board. So basically, in every board meeting, it starts with public comments regarding a lot of different things. Uh, it can be a very, you know, and, and when, when I was trying to get this club started, we would have anywhere from probably 20 to 35 to 40 public comments just about how much of a piece of shit I am uh, on any given meeting uh, and, and how much of an extremist club Turning Point USA is and I'll save my explanation for that at the end, but you get where that's going, right? We, we faced pushback, not only from administration, not only from teachers, but from parents right away, right away. I mean, it wasn't even, like, it was a snap of a fucking finger. I mean, it was quick. I barely had time to breathe. It was quick. We were already getting suffocated out. We already got wrote off. Um, but as Geno Smith said, I don't write back, though. You know what I'm saying? If you get the term, you get what the hell I just said, then you're a true football fan. If you're not, well, then do some work. It's no big problem, but whatever. God, the Seahawks suck. That's beside the point, though. Uh, nonetheless, getting back on track here. So it takes us to about the new year. A couple months to get that paperwork submitted. Once it finally does get submitted, I'm almost already halfway through my senior year of high school. First time we go in front of the board is in early February, and I have to deliver a speech to the board on Turning Point and how it would affect the school district and how it would benefit the school district and the things that we would be using, the things that we would be utilizing, you, you name it, the works. Every possible thing that ever could be said about this club and, and, and its intentions and its, its intentional use I, had to be stated. And I understood that, and, and I delivered a great speech, I thought. Everybody thought it was good. I had even some opposers tell me it was a pretty good speech, and I rocked it. And, uh, yeah, I felt good about it. Beginning, I was nervous. Voice was shaking a little bit, and I settled in, and I was like, ah, fuck yeah, let's do this. Gained confidence. There was a couple of people laughing in, in the crowd. Some, some leftist parents were laughing at me because they were just blown away at the fact that an 18-year-old kid could outspeak them socially quite embarrassing for them if i don't say so myself however this being said this being said the the board meeting comes kind of around i give the speech the board asks me questions i provide answers to those questions about 45 minutes in total between the speech and the questions i go sit down i'm feeling great about it they decided they're going to vote on the next board meeting which is in two more weeks which is going to put us kind of toward the tail end of february so we kind of go into the tail end of February thinking it's going to be all right. But the problem is there was a big gap between early March for spring break. So I'm thinking, let's get in this meeting. And then after spring break, we hit the ground running. We can start recruiting people. We can start kind of having meetings and, and having that open line of communication that I had been craving it for in, in the public school system. Because you can't talk in the public school system. It is the teacher's way or there is no way at all. You know, my way or the highway type thing? Well, that was it. It was the teacher's way, and, and, and it was strictly that. 
There was no ifs, ands, or buts. I hated that. I always wanted open dialogue and discussion. And there was only one teacher that I ever had who actually granted me that. And he was my uh, government teacher. Uh, government teacher this year, or not this year. I'm not a senior in, in high school anymore, freshman in college. But in, for, in, in, my, in my senior year of high school, I had my government teacher. And he was probably the best teacher I've ever had. He taught it both ways. Both ways, by the way. Both ways. He taught the advantages and disadvantages of, of all parties. And he shit on this party, and he shit on this party. He brought up this party. He brought up this party. He encouraged open discussion. We would have discussions every single week. Everybody in the class would get in a huge circle around the room, and we would freaking talk the way that public schools are supposed to be. How do you learn? You communicate. It's as simple as that. It's not hard. You don't learn very well by just fucking sitting in a classroom taking notes. That's why in college here, we have two lectures a week, and then we have discussion periods so we can talk everything out and kind of from everybody. Because by the way, you learn the most when other people are around you. You learn by bouncing your ideas off one another. It's the best thing possible. Look at some of the most successful people in the world. They didn't just do it by themselves. Some people did because they're geniuses, but most of us aren't geniuses. Most of us need another human being by our side to get through something like that. And that's fine. That's the way it should be. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. So nonetheless. Nonetheless, we go into this next board meeting. I'm thinking, everything's good. Everything's good. One day before the board meeting, I get an email from the vice superintendent who controls clubs for the district. And she goes, hey, hate to break it to you, you're missing paperwork. So I scrambled, and I got that paperwork that I thought we needed, got it into her. She said, everything looks fine. You're good to go for tomorrow. Great. Sounds good. Love that. Can't wait. I'll see you there. Seven o'clock, I think it was. Monday night. Go to the board meeting. Everybody's in there. The place is fucking packed. I'm sitting next to a guy in the back. My dad's there with me. Sitting next to a guy in the back, and, and he goes, hey, nice to meet you, man. I really appreciate what you're doing. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, nobody's got the fucking balls to come up here and do exactly what you're doing right now. But you're doing it, and by God, there's a lot of us in this room that appreciate it. So I asked him, I'm like, do you, do you go to these, be these meetings a lot? Because I had never been to a board meeting until the, the previous one I had went to to give that speech, because I don't fucking care. So uh, just being brutally honest, I, that's kind of the way it is. So you know, don't at me. That's just really the way it is. Most people do not give a shit. Um, this particular parent, however, had been to many, many, many board meetings, and I asked him. How many people normally show up in this room to these board meetings? He goes, there are probably 100 more people here than there ever is at any of these meetings. He goes, you have made this place relevant. And I just laughed my ass off. Meeting started, probably another hour and a half of public comments. It's really tough sitting back and, and listening to people calling you a piece of shit. And it's all these preppy liberals up there with a piece of paper and they're looking at it. And they're on their phone because they got that stupid speech that they read out on their written out on their phone. And they're looking up at me and they're all shaky voice. And they're like... He's uh, we can't have this club in our schools because it's racist. And they're just, I'm like, did you never learn how to fucking public speak? You're, you, they were awful. Every one of them was awful. They were all awful public speakers. Every single one of them. Didn't matter if it was a, it didn't matter if it was a dude 
or a chick or a they them. It didn't matter who the fuck was up there preaching against me. They all sucked. Every one of them. They every one of them sucked. And they all were hate driven. All of them were hate driven. And by the way, by the way, you ever heard the expression, the good guy wins? Well, it didn't happen on this day. They won this day. One of the parents in the audience before brought up a, a board policy that uh, the board was unaware of and that I was unaware of. And we were missing certain vernacular inside of our, quote, constitution, essentially, essentially kind of like just our, our model of how we want to run the club. Um, which, again, I don't even consider it a club, right? I don't even consider Turning Point a club. It's, it's like a, it's a, just a group, right? Just a group of kids who just want to fucking talk. That's all I wanted it to be. You know, I also wanted it to be a place where we could say thank you to our law enforcement officials, military personnel, and firefighters within our community, and first responders, and, and you know, all of those good things. I also wanted it to be a place where we could go out in parking lots and do roadside cleanups, and we could do food drives, we could do warm clothing drives, right? We could do all these sort and, you know, sorts of really good things to kind of flip public opinion about how we are pieces of shit, because we're not. We are literally the same as all of these people who are speaking out against us. The only thing that we vary in, by the way, is probably opinion. That is it. No more, no less. But again, you can't coexist in this world anymore. There is no such thing as, as being able to coexist with the opposite political ideology or the opposite political, whatever you want to call it. I think political ideology sums it up the best. There is just no way to coexist anymore, and it's really frustrating. Because I've had to coexist in the classroom for f 13 fucking years. I've had to go into liberal classrooms and shut my mouth and not say a word. But yet, the one time that I speak out, holy shit, all hell breaks loose. Because they've had it their way. You know, my way or the highway. It goes back to this. They've had it their way and no one else's way for 75 years. So a little bit of adversity and they fucking flip their shit. God, they flip their shit. A little bit of adversity, a little bit of pushback, and they lose it. They absolutely lose it. Now, granted, as they should, though, they haven't faced adversity. They haven't done a lot of the things that my fellow conservatives have done and had to deal with inside the classroom. It's a new, it's new uncharted territory for them, but it gives them a look into a life like ours which is contested on a daily basis purely because of our political ideology. It's ridiculous, but it's the way life works. Conservatives, we are, we are expected to keep our mouth shut and to just live our life somewhere off into the distance, right? We, we don't really get the right to talk. If any of us say anything that's even remotely off color, we're canceled. If any, you know, it doesn't even have to be off color. Fuck off color. Nothing like that. If any of us say anything that anybody disagrees with, we get canceled. Are you shitting me? It's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. It's, it's, it's hypocritical. It's a big, giant double standard. I've always hated it. So nonetheless, the parent brings up that, that particular, whatever it was, 
getting sidetracked here. I got so much shit floating through my brain. He brings up that board policy. There it is. And uh, we got to start fresh. And I knew that I was fucked because uh, I was going to have to wait till after spring break to get approved. I'd already spent probably four hours inside that boardroom. I was, that was probably, that was to me about three hours too many. I was expecting it to be quite a swift process, but it was not. So after spring break, and there's a couple things that I'm leaving out, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, during that spring break, something really bad happened. But we have to focus on the board stuff because I don't want to get out of focus. Because if I do, you guys are going to be awfully confused. So the next board meeting, board meeting number three, after spring break, mid to late March. Um, we have less than a month and a half of school left. I'm like, there's no way we're going to get this through. And my dad the whole time was like, you know, there's, they're just going to keep delaying it, right? Until like there's nothing left for you to do. Because that's what they, they know that they can't win if they just flat out let you in and approve you. So they're just going to keep delaying you so they don't have the reputation of them denying your club on them. And that, by the way, the same thing can be said for the parents and the school board and the administration. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't think of it like that. So the minute he said that, I started pressuring. I started pressing like no other. I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go, getting in contact with board officials, getting in contact with the vice superintendent, the superintendent, everybody, all hands on deck. Let's fucking do this. I'm ready to go. So the next meeting... We're missing more information. We're missing corporate bylaws. I'm like, corporate bylaws? Jesus Christ, what do you guys want? Do you guys want every tax return that they've ever had? Do you want my social security number? Do you want everything about me? Do you want everything about Charlie Kirk? What do you, what do you, are you people fucking crazy? What is this? Well, apparently it's in board policy. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? No, not kidding you. Shit. Back to the drawing board. Well, let's get the corporate bylaws. Oh, well, it's not that easy. Now I'm like, son of a bitch. How can it not be that easy? Because it's a nonprofit. It's really hard to get IRS documents from a nonprofit. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, look up if any of these clubs in our school who are leftist clubs, we're talking core, which by the way, shouldn't be a leftist club, but for some reason it is. I don't know how an equity club is left-leaning. That has always blown my mind. How is a left-leaning club an equity club? That is the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard, but that's nowhere here nor there. So we have core and March for Our Lives, which is an anti-gun group. So you have an anti-gun group, you have core, right? I think there's a couple other ones that I'm missing. I'm like, see if they've ever had a turn in corporate bylaws. <laughs> nope. They have never had a turn in corporate bylaws when they got approved through the school board. So guess what? We have to go to meeting number four. Mid-April. Mid-April. And I'm like, oh my God, there's less than three weeks of school left and we nothing to do. At this point, there's articles being written about me. I'm getting threats. There's a cop car sitting out in front of my house every single night when I get back from school for when we all go to bed. I mean, it got that bad, folks. It got that fucking bad. It was bad. And that's when things really started to take a toll, and I, I started to kind of drop back. And I remember going to the next board meeting thinking, if it doesn't get through, I'm done. And my dad's like, dude, you, you're going to give them what they want. You know that, right? They just want to delay you so they don't have the title of, of, of turning you away. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore, man. And he's like, you already did it. He's like, if you don't, that's fine. But he goes, you've already started it. You might as well finish it, dude. See where it goes. If you finish it and they turn you away in the end, well, shit, at least you tried. 
better luck next time to the other people and the other seniors that try and get the club. But what happens if you fucking win? Wouldn't that be the best feeling in the world? And I'm like, yeah. So big shout out to my dad for being the guy and my mom included and my sister. Obviously, really family-oriented guy here. They had my back through this whole thing. If there was anybody in the world who had my back, it was those three. And they just, they were like my rock all the time. Support 100 times. You know, they, they supported me through everything, no matter the situation, no matter what. You know, my mom is normally left-leaning, but she didn't care. And this whole process, by the way, a very, she wasn't very left-leaning, but she was moderate to left. She was more left than center. She was left-leaning, and this whole process of this, all of these leftists coming after me and just bashing me, threatening me, making me depressed all the fucking time, literally just going after me because of my opinion while they go after me using their opinions. It's, it's very immature, and it's, it's, it, it contradicts itself, but that's nor here nor there. Um, the whole process of this literally caused her to disassociate from any leftist ideology that she had and become fully conservative because she saw how batshit crazy these people can get. It's unbelievable. So we went the distance and in the end, at the last board meeting, we still didn't have the bylaws and our main argument for that board meeting was, look, no other club has had to submit these bylaws and under the equal rights, equal access law, excuse me, of 1978 that was revised in 2019, it is, you will be breaking the law if you turn us away because that means you are treating us differently than another club within this very school district. And that is unlawful. And a lot of the other board members brought the same things up. And at that moment, they knew that it was either approve us or lawsuit. One of the two. And it was going to probably happen either way. And I'll go into that in a second. So when we went the distance, in the end, the board voted. I had to sit in that fucking room for another three hours. Altogether, I probably spent 12 hours in that. Don't know how, any, how anybody does it. A lot of cool board members. I got to know some of them. But seriously, I don't know how they do it. It's just too much drama all the fucking time. And I could barely handle it. Like, it drove me to some of the darkest places that I've ever been in my life. Ever. Sitting in those rooms, hearing about things about myself. Yet some of those board members have to hear about shit about themselves, which they probably don't agree with, which half of it isn't even true. Half of it wasn't true about me. More than half. Fuck. Almost all of it wasn't true about me. Are you shitting? Almost all of it. It was ridiculous. It was the most, it was the, it was like the biggest propaganda scandal you have ever heard or seen in your life. It was like watching the most biased political cartoon just fucking play out right in front of me. It was asinine. After a 5-2 to two vote, the club was, drumroll please, approved. That's right. After a 5-2 to two vote, the club was approved. That means five board members did the right thing, and two of them did something that was illegal. They violated the Equal Access Rights Law of 1978. That is illegal. They treated us differently than other clubs within the district. That is illegal. Okay? So there's the full timeline of Turning Point and myself, as well as getting that through that process of getting approved through our school board. Now, I talked to our, our regional Turning Point director, 
And I asked her flat out, I was like, how many schools have you approved so far? How many schools has Turning Point been approved in, in the state of Iowa? And she said, I think like 30 something. And I asked her if they have had any difficulty like we had. And she said no. And it wasn't even a no as in like, no, it was resounding. Like it was painfully obvious. She goes, that was fucking hell. That was the worst pushback we have ever received. To the point where we thought for a second that Charlie Kirk was probably going to have to come to one of these meetings to talk. It was getting that bad. There was a lot of favoritism being showed. There was a lot of, mo- of, 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 a lot of hypocrisy being showed. It was very degrading, you know. This place that I had called home for so long, this district, where I had grown up as a human being and and a young man here, had not really even given a fuck about me or my opinions or my views. Again, in a place that we embrace equity. That's what it's all about. We embrace equity. We, We want more equality. Not only, you know, and again, I think a lot of people, we all forget this. Equality doesn't just mean skin color. Equality means your ideas and your values and your rights. We all deserve equality on every basis. There is not a single basis for a human being living in this country that does not deserve to be equal or to be treated equal. We all deserve to be treated equal, every single one of us. So really where this comes down to is the next part of the story. And again, I know that some people are like, maybe they're you know intrigued or entertained by this right now. Some people are probably like, what the fuck is going on? And I understand <clears throat> if you are, excuse me, I'm one of those people that is like, what the hell is going on right now? So again, for the less than 1% of people who know the rest of the story, uh, to the 99% that don't, here it is. <clears throat> I said something bad happened when I was in Mexico. Well, over Twitter, you know, and again, I deleted Twitter long ago, and I actually just got it back recently, uh, a couple days ago. And it was actually for uh, one of my other hobbies, which is overlanding and, and camping, uh, primitive camping and, and uh Backcountry camping. And I uh, had to check something out that was exclusive to Twitter. And uh, I, I still have the app. I just blocked a lot of the accounts that were bullying me and, and harassing me. So I didn't have time for that. So I, I went on. It, but it's hard to look back through those comments because they really highlight a dark moment in my life. We're talking about getting called Nazi. Getting, you know, all these spam accounts, by the way, of, of people that are all these trolls on Twitter. You know, these people, they claim to be all high and mighty. They come into this boardroom, right? With their, with their shoulders pumped and their chest pumped out. Yet they don't even say who they are on Twitter because they're afraid it might damage their reputation. They're, I've never heard of a more pussy excuse of something in my life than that. You haven't seen me blocking my identity on this podcast, have you? No, because I'm not afraid. These are my opinions. And fuck you. If you think my opinions are irrelevant, go fuck yourself. Because guess what? Every opinion is relevant. Every one of them. That's the thing, folks. Just because we disagree doesn't mean that it's not important. You know how fucking boring life would be if we all just went through believing the same shit? That would fucking suck. And I know I'm cussing a lot here, folks, but Jesus, it bothers me a lot. You don't even get it. Some of the darkest moments of my life highlighted over social media apps by people 
who won't even fucking come out and say who they are. And by the way, most of these people are 50 plus years old. They're squinting at their fucking phone screens because they have old ass eyes. They can't even fucking see who's texting them. Those types of people. We're talking about the people, by the way, that haven't gone to high school in 25 years. 25 years. Dude, you graduated in the 90s. Shut the fuck up about schools today, dude. You don't even get it. You don't even get it. I had 50, 40-year-olds coming after me, 60-year-olds coming after me. Hell, I had a couple 80-year-olds. Are you kidding me? You have no idea what modern-day school is like. You have no idea. Are you kidding? Get out of here with that bullshit. You can have opinions. That's fine. But you can't relate in any way. So stop. And if your kid is the one that's pumping you full of information about our current school system and you happen to be a leftist, then why doesn't your kid come forward and talk to me or talk for you? Right? Quit being the hover parent. Let your child do the things that they want to do. Stop living in a bunch of the lives of these 18 to 17 to 16 to 15-year-old kids. Let kids learn. Let kids make mistakes. Let kids succeed. And when you see success from a guy who has an opinion that differs from yours, don't shit on it. Embrace it. Say congratulations. And move the fuck on. That's really where the problem in this country is. We don't have pride in being a fucking American anymore. We don't have pride in this country, in this behavior of ours. We don't have pride in what it means to be a true American. We're all too busy arguing with each other over stupid, petty bullshit. And I hate it. I know that's a rant where I raised my voice and I apologize. And normally people will say, well, you know, silence is the best answer. And, you know, don't retaliate. Be respectful. When you're shit on for more than four months of your life, these people put you in a place of dark depression. I think I have every fucking right to sit here and explain my views and my opinions toward them. So with that rant out of the way, well, ish, probably touch on some of those topics again in this episode, probably still will. I, again, I'm a respectful guy. Right? I, I try not to get angry and pissed off. But again, you know, if somebody's bugging you for a long time, you have the right to stand up for yourself. Okay? And, and, and that, that goes for no matter your black, white, pink, purple, brown, teal. I don't care what the hell color you are, what gender you identify with, no matter what political party you are, you know, you are with, no matter. You have the right to defend yourself. Okay? Now, this being said, People on the left side are probably, well, we were just defending ourselves and our opinions. There's a difference here. I'm, I'm not talking about defending your opinions. I'm talking about literally defending yourself. Literally defending yourself. Because that's what that was. Uh, so again, I apologize. I, I don't like cussing all that much on here. And, and I do occasionally because, you know, cussing emphasizes your emotions more, I think. Um, and, well, certain words. Obviously, too much is, is, is obviously excessive. And I know that. Bump the mic there. My apologies. However, that's just one piece of the puzzle. You know, the, the constant bashing from parents who are so involved in their kids' lives and so involved in the life of all of the board members that they don't, it doesn't even feel like they have time for their own lives. These people spent hours digging through board documents 
spent hours online looking at a screen, either bashing me or the members of my club or bullying me, basically, or looking through board policy to try and find out ways that we could be denied. And eventually it became a boy cried wolf situation. We had the upper hand every single time and they would bring something up to fuck it up. That's what it was. And there was one dad in particular who did this most of the time. And uh, one of them also happens to be my neighbor uh, who also was doing a lot of the, some of the out, you know, talking and being very outspoken about myself as well. And it's very hilarious coming from my neighbor because my, I've, I've watched their, their, their pets in the past. I've taken care of their house when they were gone. I mean, like they've had my full trust for a long time and I, I've never damaged anything of theirs. I used to mow their lawn. Like we've been fairly good acquaintances, I'd say over since the, the span of, of when they moved in probably 10 years ago. And I've never given them a reason to be, to, to think that their life was ever in danger or that I was uh, a terrorist, but I was labeled both a terrorist and extremist from those people, which I find so funny because it just tells you all you need to know. That it has no, like, there is no, mo like, the motive behind it is just hate. The motive behind this whole thing from parents and different leftists, it was just hate. That's all it was. There was no other motive. It was, it was just hate. They just hated me. They just hated the idea that I, that there was any differing opinion inside of our schools than theirs. They hated the idea that there was an 18-year-old kid speaking out about shit that he was done with. They hated the idea that they lost to an 18-year-old. Grown adults hated the idea that they lost to a kid. I don't know what other way to put it. I remember when I when we won, I walked out of the boardroom, talked to a couple news stations, went home, and I my dad standing right outside the door, and I hugged him. And he goes, how good do you feel you stuck with it? And I'm like, pretty good. Kind of hard to hold back tears in that moment. And he's like, uh, how, how good does it feel to win? And I'm like, yeah, pretty good. Pretty fucking good. Uh, I don't think if I would have won, I'll be honest with you, just cut the bullshit. If I wouldn't have won, I don't know where I'd be right now. To do all of that for nothing would have been truly awful and traumatizing. To go what I've been through, that, that, you know, this last year, again, and I know a lot of people are going through way harder things. I know that. I've been through personal loss this year. I've been through highs. I've been through lows. I've been through all a bunch of things. I've already said them all in this episode. With that being said, through all of that, to still come out on top, it just felt amazing. Winning was the, the only thing on my mind, the only reason I stuck with it, and I did it. And you want to know how I know that they hated that? It's because a month and a half after we were approved, four individuals or three individuals signed affidavits against us, and uh, or not against us, but for a appeal of the decision to the Iowa Board of Education, which went in front of a judge, uh, and they failed miserably. I've, I've read, I, I'm not allowed to disclose a lot of the information, but obviously a lot of that is public information too, as of now. So 
there are, there are things that I can say and the things I can't say. I honestly don't know the fine line between those two, but I will just say, I, this, I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm not saying anything that the actual judge said, but it went somewhere along the lines of, yeah, I mean, don't really, I don't really like the fact that they're in either, but kind of sucked because we can't do anything about it because it's the law. Right. I mean, the Board of Education, they're overly liberal. They don't fucking want Turning Point in any Iowa school. But the problem is they can't reject us because Turning Point is a, is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. They do not affiliate with any political party or candidate for office. That saying literally defies this whole process. This right wing Republican group. Wrong, wrong. We do not associate with Republicans. Turning Point USA does not associate with Republicans. We are conservatives. Conser being a conservative is not, that's not a political party. So th again, there's a fine line here. And it was, it was never, ever, ever found out by anybody. So I meant to get into this before my rant. I talked about before spring break, right? Or during spring break, something really bad happened. I get a phone call from my cousin. Well, I'm in Mexico during spring break for my spring break senior trip. I can't answer the phone. Or else I'm going to get busted for payment for it. So what do I do? So I text him. I said, hey, what's up? And he's like, can you call me? I'm like, no, I'm in Mexico. He's like, oh, shit. forgot. sorry. I have something really interesting for you. And my heart instantly dropped. This was right in the middle of all of the bullshit. There were already articles being written about me. I thought my reputation was tarnished. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Aaron Tippin said it the best. You got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Let that sink in. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. That's what this comes down to. The want to win, the want to succeed, the want to continue with my beliefs and opinions, to fight for my beliefs and opinions. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Cousin sends me this article, some weird title. It was an opinion piece. I saw that first. I saw that it was from the Des Moines Register. And I saw that it had my face plastered on the front of it, and it was by none other than one of the most left-wing opinion writers that this world has ever seen. Uh, a woman who has awful reputation, and by the way, that's not my opinion, that's a known. She's fucked over many people many a time. Okay, and you can go and I've, ta I've talked to a couple people in my family who said you know, they, they work in corporate jobs and they're like, yeah, she's she's known to be like that. I talked to Simon Conway, WHO. I've talked to a couple other people as well. And they're all like, yeah, like yeah, that the, the shoe fits like, yeah, she would do something like this to you. And who I'm talking about is none other than the infamous Reka Basu. Got to hand it to her. Got to hand it to her. Not only does Rekha Basu work for a corrupted, irrelevant news organization like the Des Moines Register, and I will get to why in just a second, she has nothing to talk about. I filled in the paychecks for Rekha Basu. I am honored. I'm so honored. I'm so honored. You know, maybe, again, I'm bringing up old dust here, and that's fine. And I had contact with Rekha Basu, who works for the Des Moines Register, about that article. I said, Rekha... You, you poorly, you know, descripted my podcast. You, you took things out of chronological order, 
and you you did not do your job as a journalist. You didn't go to the source. You didn't ask me for any permission to use my name, which granted I am uh, now I, at the time of that article, I was just 18. And she's like, well, I'm not taking it down because you're over 18 and you put it out in public. And granted, all that was true, right? And things that I said in the episode, they are true. I did say them. However, the one thing I do regret saying is I called the pride community bullshit. I announced that I was, I apologized about that in my last episode. That was out of pure emotion and, and that was not right for me to say anything. But if we held, if we held everybody accountable for one thing that we've said in our entire lives, Reka Basu would probably be canceled 10 times over. Uh, anybody could be canceled 10 times over. And I'm just using her as an example purely because she's just who I'm talking about right now. Um, but the fact that a, 50 plus year old and I don't know she she looks 50 plus I don't know how old she is um and again you can take offense to that Reka that's fine I I could give a fuck uh seriously um that was gotta love that uh just sliding in that roast right there sliding it just it was subtle that was a subtle roast just a subtle something to you know boil her blood a little bit right write another article Reka let's go come on you're you're behind. Come on, let's go. I know that you guys have nothing better to talk about over there at the Moines Register than exposing people that donate millions of dollars to children's hospitals and exposing people who or thinking to expose people who just speak their opinions while literally speaking your opinions. Again, it's it's irrelevant, it's immature, and it's counterproductive. Rekha Basu is sitting in her office going, How can I make some money today? Oh, let's go write an opinion piece about somebody else's opinion. Whoa, that, if I've ever heard of something that is so stupid and goes against the grain to the point where it is, it doesn't serve a purpose, it's that, right? Again, it's, it's just so immature. It's like dealing with a bunch of three-year-old kids who are all 50-plus years old. It's unbelievable. There's, there's kids here in college that are more mature than half the people I was dealing with during this whole ordeal. And by the way, the only reason I'm name-calling Reka Basu is because she name-called me. I mean, she had to have known this was coming, right? But here's my response to Reka in all serious. And this is where I'm going to leave this. The article was taken out of chronological order to fit her narrative. She inserted pieces of, of my sound bites that she turned into text. And she never cited Tread Media, by the way, for rights, which was kind of odd. So I do have copyright rights over that as well, which is, but again, we, we won't get into the finer details. Um, however, the one thing I can say to anybody who has opposed me in the last eight months, anybody who's opposed me in general, this can be Reka Basu, this can be countless parents, countless students, anybody from the ages of, of 15 up to 80 years old. You name it, I've seen it the last eight months, whatever. I, I'm a stronger human because of it, but that's just where this lies. To all those people, thank you. No, 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 no I mean it, I mean it, I mean it. No, seriously, listen, hear me out. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to make me a better human being. 
Thank you for lighting my life up with darkness. Thank you for dropping me down a well, not literally, figuratively speaking here, into some of the darkest moments of my life. Thank you for causing me depression and anxiety. Thank you for causing me stress. All for what? It's the only thing I ask. And then I remember, oh yes, they have nothing better to do. These people are threatened by the rhetoric rhetoric of an 18-year-old kid. These people are threatened by my wit. They're threatened by my opinions because they know that they are true. It's what it is. They wouldn't fight like hell if that wasn't the case. That has to be the case. Thank you for taking your time away from your jobs to think about me. I'm glad that I could ruffle your feathers, if you will. I'm glad that I could live rent-free in your mind. Thank you, though, for making me a better human, teaching me a very valuable life lesson that I think we all, no matter who we are, who we identify as, who we are with, what, what our opinions are, I think we all can take home this lesson today. And I think we can leave it simply put. And it's not very long of a life lesson. I'm no philosopher, but uh, this comes from the heart when I say, you lost. Flat out. In every way, shape, or form, the opposition to me lost in every single scenario. I became stronger because of this. Both, both, both physically, you're probably asking how and why. I was on a mad workout spree. Mad workout spree. That's A. B, mentally. I gained mental toughness from this. Being able to recover and be resilient. And C, it's my emotional aspect, right? I I was able to grow emotionally. I was able to show that emotional resilience that I've always really wanted to show. I've always been kind of an emotional guy, but this really just solidified it as I just got to do my own thing and I can't really give a fuck what anybody else thinks. So it's been the most, it's been the, it's it's honestly been the the best. I know that was a jumble of words there, but it has been the biggest honor to be cussed out, sent death threats, all the works, right? Being bullied by Reiko Basu and the Des Moines Register and, and everybody. And again, I can go into the Des Moines Register and why they're irrelevant. If anybody knows the state of Iowa and the Carson King scenario, donating millions of dollars to a children's hospital, and then they decide to go out and try and cancel him, that just speaks for itself. I mean, come on. That's the type of people we're dealing with here. Yeah, so that, that should show you the amount of low life that we are dealing with right now, okay? So that's just, well, let's just kind of put that in the corner and let that rest. But I definitely wanted to bring that up because that, that's the news organization, the type of media we are dealing with, the very jealous, the very attention-craving media uh, that literally just, their name was screaming on this the whole time. Uh, but in all seriousness, all of the threats, everything, I, I took as just one big compliment. I did. I took it as all, I, I took it as one big compliment, the fact that this many people hated me. Um, I loved it. I, lo- I think I, looking back on it, it sucked when, when it was in the moment. But looking back on it, I, I seriously, that many people were threatened by my rhetoric because they knew that I was going to do some change. 
they knew that if I was to get in to that school system, I was going to do some change. They delayed it just for long enough, but we still are doing change. Turning Point is still going at my high school, and uh, there's nothing that they could have done. You can, take, you can do any appeal you want. You can sign all the affidavits you want. We still won. Take us to court. We still won. Try to cancel us. We still won. I still won. Try to delay us. Still won. Send your death threats. Still won. Nothing. It just, it's, it's so humbling to me to be stronger mentally, physically, and emotionally than all these 50, 60, 70, 40, 30-year-olds that opposed me. That's really what this comes down to. And by the way, if you're a person sitting back like, no, that's fucking bullshit. How? How? How is that bullshit? I'm the one that's still here talking right now. You know my identity. You know who the fuck I am. You're probably the one on, the, on a spam account on Twitter right now going, fuck you, dude. Calling me a Nazi, a racist, and all that stuff because you don't want anybody on Twitter to actually find out that you're, you're saying slurs or you're saying anything awful. That you're not a good human. Mm. Crazy ride. Crazy life. It's a crazy ride. Crazy life. That's what Pat Anger said on the Pat McAfee show a couple years ago. And uh, speaking of Pat McAfee, speaking of, of, uh, of that kind of life, I'm going to get away from talking about politics today. But before I end with that and, and get on to the next segment of this podcast, I want to say thank you all so much, seriously, though, for all the support. Uh, to the opposers, I don't fucking care. You know, you can, you're probably already zoned out by this point anyway. Uh, that's fine. You can stay here if you want and uh, go ahead and leave your review on uh, Spotify or whatever. Um, that's fine with me. Your hate fuels me. I hope you know that. And uh, man, it felt so good to win in the end. But seriously, to all the people who supported me, you got me through this. To my family, uh, they were my rock through this. To the to my classmates, to the individuals, to the board members, to the administrators, to the teachers that were with me, that were standing with me through this process. I thank you. And I thank everything that you have done for me. And I thank a lot of the teachers out there who continue to make it a effort in the classroom every single day that they teach their profession and they use and utilize their profession, uh, that they do the things the right way. They teach our government, they teach politics the way that it was actually meant to be and how it actually happens. Again, unbiased, that's what we want. I'm not saying that I want to get into the public school system and change everything around. Absolutely not. No, I'm not saying it needs to be conservative minded. I'm not saying it needs to be a conservative agenda. Never. It needs to be unbiased. Let kids make their own opinions. I'll say the same thing to parents. Let your kids make their own opinions. God forbid you actually let them live their lives. And I'm talking to the leftist liberal parents here who are so adamant on their kids voting for Joe Biden here in the next couple of years. It's going to be a rough midterms for you. To the point, you know, you know how rough of a midterm it's going to be to the point where the NFL is like, register to vote, got to vote. I mean, it just, it's insane. God, dude. It, it's going to be a rough midterm for the Democrats. I've been calling that for a long time. And by the way, if it isn't, there's going to be some shady shit going on. I'm just letting you guys know because seriously, like it's, you look at, you look at statistics, especially the whole thing with Liz Cheney going down in, in Wyoming with, and then Harriet Hegman coming up. By the way, shout out to any Wyomingite listening. Wyoming is the best state in this union, 110%. The land is beautiful. The cowboy lifestyle, I love it. 
It's a lifestyle that I admire and I wish that I was in. I dress like a cowboy, but it doesn't always mean that I am one. Uh, so I, I really just love that, that state. So if you're in Wyoming and you're a Wyomingite and you're listening, shout out to you. Uh, absolutely love the state of Wyoming. And shout out to Harriet Hegman taking down Liz Cheney. Uh, again, Wyomingites came out and they voted and, and, and their voices were heard. Uh, 10,000 liberal votes in the state of Wyoming for Democrats and uh, over 100,000 conservative votes. Can't get much more painfully red than that. And that's fantastic. You love to see it. So uh, again, thanks to all my supporters. I know I'm just, you know, going on here and I'm repeating myself, but uh, seriously, thank you. So there's the story, folks. If you liked that story, uh, I, I definitely love storytelling. It's always been a hobby and a passion of mine. Um, it's an art form, one would say. It's an art form. And I may be a little biased when I say that, but I do love storytelling seriously. And a story like that, I'm leaving some parts out purely because they're too personal or I don't want to revisit that moment in time. Um, but maybe if you want to hear about a certain part separately, you can email me. Uh, and, and yeah, so now let's kind of get into the updates uh, for the Grana podcast and the updates for the future of this show. Because I think a lot of people are wondering what's going to happen, how's it going to happen, all that good stuff. So I know in the beginning of the episode, you didn't hear our normal episode. Like it's, you know, we kind of just got straight into it. Um, I, I Right now, recording this, I don't know if I'm going to edit. I might edit the intro music in. I don't know yet. Honestly, I just want to get the content up and just piece them all together. I don't want to worry about any of the, the fancy bullshit. I just need to get content up for you guys because you guys have been patiently awaiting. And again, I sincerely apologize for how long it took to get to this point. So either way, nonetheless, uh, a couple pieces of news here. One, the website was shut down last, uh, last month. Uh, beginning of the month, uh, in, in early August. Uh, I didn't renew my payment with them, with, with my company that I run my website through. And so I just decided, uh, you know, it's just not worth having the, the website up if the podcast is not going to be up and running. And I'm still up in the air as to whether I want to even pay for the website every single month, even if I'm going to utilize it. Honestly, we've built such a following here anyway. It's not something that we need but it is very professional, so I might end up putting it back on again because I do like blogging and I do like typing out some some essays for you guys to read as far as and some pieces of work for you guys to read as far as my thoughts on, let's say, the school system or let's say, uh, you know, just regular politics in general. Or let's say this Liz Cheney, Harriet Hegman situation. So I have missed that a lot and I do hope that eventually I can get back to blogging and, and, and doing some different stuff like that. So so that's that's. The first order of business. The second order of business is this. If you have noticed where all my episodes went on the Grinnell podcast, uh, you're not the only one. There's a lot of people who were like, dude, what the fuck? All of your episodes are gone. This is for a couple reasons. One, um, the episode that uh, was very poorly mashed up by, uh, what's her name? Rekha Basu, sorry. Very forgettable name. Um, I... I wanted that episode down immediately for many reasons. One, I was 15 years old when it was recorded, and the opinions that I have in that episode do not really align with opinions that I have today. You can might already be able to tell that in just some of the sound bites that you have heard today. Uh, so that's that's the first order of business for that. The second order is I had meetings with with Anchor and I had meetings with Tread Media and our whole board of members about. Uh, the direction of this podcast, our most successful podcast. And we all decided that it would be the best thing, not only for, for me 
and for my mental health and for this show and for this show's trajectory and future to just stop with making content for seven months and continue when the time was right. And now it feels as though that the time is right. That's why you're hearing me today. Not only that, though, we also thought that it would be very professional to start over. Good audio quality. Good uh, topics. We can get more interviews. It's time to turn the page in maturity with the Grendel podcast. It's time to, to go from that unprofessional podcast that blew up to now the professional podcast that can retain that success status that I've always wanted to uh, maintain. So that's kind of what we're looking at as far as the episodes. If you want to get any other episodes, you can still go listen to some of them on, on different websites, I do think. Um, honestly, I don't care if any of the episodes are down or not. It, it had nothing to do with what was actually said in any of the episodes. Because I was 15 years old when those episodes came out. Like, you can't really... Yeah, granted, they're out there, but like any employer of mine or anybody that wants to go listen to those, you can hear a difference of, of my voice. Like it's it's very obvious. There's a lot of different demographics that went into those episodes that maybe do or don't go into the ones that I'm going to be making today. So it all started with the end of New Beginnings, episode number 36. We decided to leave one episode up so that we could contain, to, maintain, excuse me, to be on all of these social networking platforms. And so we can maintain to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, etc. So, with this being said, this will be episode number 37. Okay? Episode 37 of the Grenell Podcast. This is it. Okay? I don't know what I'm going to title it yet, but this is it. We will continue numbering as follows. Okay? After this season ends, season two, you will start seeing E. That means episode whatever, so E1, and then S3 for season three. So you will start to see the numbering will get a little bit different because that's how we're going to kind of start to break things up. So I will go back and edit. So that will be episode one of season two for the end and new beginnings. Episode one of season, or episode two of season two is what you're listening to right now. So that's kind of how we're going to go uh, after our numbering issues that we will probably run into. So that's the second order of business. Third and my final order of business is this, folks. I love talking politics. I think it's great. But politics have also been a source of a lot of stress and anxiety and depression in my life within the last eight months. That's why I really haven't been on here a lot. And I haven't really surrounded myself with you know the microphone and the podcast because I thought there's just no reason for me to come on here and to talk about all of this stuff uh, when, when it brought me all of those really bad feelings. So, yeah, sure. That, that was obviously a part of, of, of the hiatus that I took. However, this being said, with being in podcasting now for six years, having a media company, being able to recognize these things, I would really like to start an everyday show. Some of my biggest podcasting legends and icons and people that I look up to are comedians. Talk about guys like Theo Vaughn, Joe Rogan, those types of guys, Burt Kreischer uh, and Tom Segura with Two Bears, One Cave, a lot of these really successful podcasts that are very comedy-oriented, and they stay away from politics because at the end of the day, politics are stressful as fuck, right? It's good when you're hearing stories like this, but other than that, it's the same shit everywhere. That's why I always prided myself on this being different, because we are sensitive freaks. We don't sugarcoat anything. 
Nothing. We say it how it is, how it looks, no ifs, ands, or buts. Sometimes that gets me into trouble. Sometimes people praise that. It's really one or the other, and it's really no in-between. So with this being said, I'm here to announce that Tread Media will be introducing its third podcast ever. Uh, after our first sports podcast, we had this one. Uh, well, we actually had one in the middle of those that I never actually did anything on called Tread Radio. Um, and then now this. And then the next one uh, will be something along the lines of a daily show, still looking at logos and color schemes and technology equipment and studio space and a bunch of other things like that. But I think what it's going to be is a podcast with me and my buddy, my roommate here in college, and we're going to talk about a plethora of things. We're going to talk about sports. We might dabble into politics, get into podcasting as well. So it's going to be a really good mix, and I can't wait for it. Yes, Anchor will probably be our primary sponsor. And again, it's going to be easy to start this new podcast because of Anchor. And they make it easy to use. I mean, it's just, it's the snap of a finger. It is idiot-proof, as I call it. So with this being said, you're probably wondering, is the Grano podcast still going to be up? Yes, it's still going to be up. It's still going to be running. I will still be posting here on the Grano podcast all the time. Uh, but I think I need a break from just talking about politics. Uh, the the, the Grano podcast will probably be a weekly show instead of a daily show. The other one will be more daily oriented or maybe a couple times a week, something uh, along the lines of that into the life of a couple college kids. So it's kind of where we're at, folks. That's where we're at. You know, I, I've, I've put a lot of thought into this episode. I put a lot of thought into what's next for this show. And I think it's time to take the next steps and it's time to come back. Because I think that's not only what you guys want, but that's what I want. And that's what I need. So, yeah, how about that? That's a hell of a long episode, I think. This is going to be up into the hour and a half range, I think. So, anyways, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. It means so much to me that you, that you just, you spent a little bit of your day listening. Maybe it wasn't all the podcast. Maybe it was just a little bit. Who cares? Thanks for listening. I, I really do appreciate it. So, uh, with that being said, I think I'm going to turn the microphone off today and leave you guys uh, with, with this quote again from Aaron Tippin. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Whether you're a conservative, whether you're a liberal, that has to be true for both things. We all have opinions. Having an opinion is not illegal. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Grinnell Podcast brought to you by Anchor. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Love one another out there. Make sure to take advantage of your time and not to take any time on this earth for granted. God please, every God please. That was bad. Take, take again. God bless everybody. There it is. Peace. It's good to be back.